Hi, welcome everybody to another edition of the CarCast. I believe, if I counted correctly, it's episode 58. Boy, that sounds confident, doesn't it? Yes. Owen Newkirk alongside Sean Shapiro. The 10-day bye week, plus some logistical issues, meant that number 58 took a little while to Mm -hmm. come to fruition. But we're back. We're back. We're back. And uh, we're here to talk about Stars Wild and another win, which, Sean, as we will get through our game in a minute means the Stars finished off this important six-game homestand 3-3. Three and three. Yep. Last half empty. They lost their first three and really gave away a great opportunity to make some hay in the standings before and after the break at home. Glass half full is they lost their first three, gutted it out, and found a way to win three so that it wasn't worse. Correct. And um, more of glass half full. Um, I really like... I really like the way they've played um, as far as speed and pace in two of the last three games. And and then you look at the Buffalo game where defensively they won a game in a different way. Where play really And they were really good defensively tonight, too. Excellent. I, yep. Yes, but just overall I think you're starting to see more of the building blocks. I asked Jim Montgomery about it. Just You're seeing more of the building blocks of that consistency of a team that can actually play with pace and kind of know they can play with pace. I think, yes. that's, I think that's a big part of it, too. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to put it into application and for your roster to be, okay, this is how we can play on a nightly basis. And I think you're starting to see the building blocks that could become part of the team identity. The one thing that still lingers, and it's the same story we've been talking about for a while now, is scoring. Correct. The Stars against the Sabres had a ton of chances, and Linus Allmark was good. But they also squandered some opportunities. Tonight, Devin Dubnik was excellent. Yes. As he, I mean, the Stars had, had fewer scoring chances tonight than they did against Buffalo, but it was close. They had 18 by my unofficial count. They only had one goal. It would have been good if they had had more than one goal. Or, or sorry, they had three. Yeah. But they only had one until Sagan's goal shot late in the, in the third period at the 12-minute mark. And so here you are once again saying, well, they won. Good. The goaltending, defense, great. Team shape was good. Penalty kill, for the most part, was really good, even though they gave up a power play goal. But there is a glaring hole in this team that needs to find a way to to improve, doesn't it? Yep. And there's two ways it needs to be addressed. Um, The one way is you need – and – we give them a little bit of time right now because they're finally be given that spot and they've earned it. But you need to see you need to see the energy and the pace that players like Gurianov and Hins bring. You need to see it turn into goals. Yes, um, we need to see that. So that's the that's boy. The, they had a chance earlier in the game. They, didn't had, they? they had a couple chances. They had second two period, out, yeah. beginning of second. Yeah. We need to see that. That's the internal. And it's not the solution, but that's the internal helper. And then the other thing, and Jim Neal actually acknowledged this the other night uh, when I spoke to him on Thursday down in Cedar Park, where it's also partially on the GM here to see, okay, what can I add to make this team a better scoring team? And that's something where... Well, just for a minute, Sean, tell everybody why that statement with the words he used is so important and catches both of our attention. Because Jim is very... Uh, we, both, we know this, and if you've read Jim's comments in the past, Jim is very, keeps things very tight and close to the vest, and Jim has also been very confident in the past, what he said last year, the deadline, and before things 
he's always said in the past that he's really liked his team. And while he's not, well, he's not been above being critical of his team. He's never really, he's always portrayed it and point, pointed out in a way where the solutions are here. We don't need to get that other guy. Last night when I was talking to him, it was really the first kind of public admission from Jim that, you know what, there's something we need to do to help this group. And that was the real first time I've, I've seen him publicly admit that. Um, and that's that's why that's kind because of his, yeah. his usual cookie cutter answer is I like my team, but we're always looking to get better. If we can find a piece, yes. we will. But if not, we're good. The, the, this, this was not we're good, is it? Yeah, this was not we're good. This was okay. We we do like parts of our group, but we we need something. And this was this was kind of an admittance that you know what we need to go into the market and we need to see what we can get. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with it, and I'm sure we'll have lots of time. We'll discuss that quite a bit, but there, there is now – this kind of puts more of a uh, burden of proof that we. I've heard things and the stars are shopping around and stuff like that. This public proclamation and the way he answered is more of a – more proof that there is more, uh, there is more fire that's leading to smoke. Which is interesting because – in the past, in last year, we saw a lot of smoke and it never turned into anything as far as acquiring another top six forward. And, all right, we'll get to that more yeah, in a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. So tonight's game, the first period, the Stars were the better team. They had, by my account, five to two quality chances. The shots were 11 to five. Minnesota didn't look bad, but they didn't look good. They looked like a team that hadn't played in eight days. And they, they were. the yeah. Stars had three practices before their game against Buffalo on Wednesday. Minnesota, what, did they have one skate? One skate on Wednesday, uh, one skate yep. and then the morning skate today. Mm-hmm. Stars had an optional today because they had a full practice yesterday and a game on Wednesday. Minnesota had a full skate because they had just hadn't been on the ice. Yeah, and their defense was fine for the most part. Their goaltending, Dubnik was excellent, but in that first period, the Stars missed a couple of great chances. I think Dubnik's best save of the first was on Jamie Benn on that rebound that kicked out and Ben tried to go back against the grain mm-hmm. and Dubnik didn't fall for it. Yeah, that one was good. Also, I mean, there's also the, the gamble that he won on on the Bradulov poke check. Yes, too. that was actually yeah. started by a great play yes. in the defensive zone by Lindell, mm-hmm. who yeah. spun away from forecheck pressure, maintained possession, and then looked up and hit Bradulov streaking. He just couldn't connect with it. Mm-hmm. If he catches that, it's a breakaway. Yeah. And it turned into... A nice, dramatic, but not dangerous collision, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go to the second period, and it, uh, the Gurionov and uh, Hintz 2-on-0 was the first chance. Hintz also had a really good chance in the first period, too. He did. Yeah, yeah he uh, toe-dragged to the backhand around Spurgeon, and Dubnik made the save on yeah. that one. So in the second, the two youngsters had a... It, it started as a 2-on-0, but... I don't know if the puck rolled or if it took him another stride to get it, but Gurionov kind of went wide. It was kind of weird because it wasn't a 2 on like a clean pass. It was kind of the flip out. And they just happened to have a step on the D. And they were just that fast. So yes. It, it, it but it wasn't yeah, a clean, yeah. clear-cut 2 on O's. And, it, again, Gurionov ended up going a little wide. He still crossed it to Hintz, who I like how he shot it first time. It yes. wasn't a one-timer. It was a wrister one-timer. So he basically cradled and fired in one motion. And Dubnik made a very nice pad save. Yes. And then the Stars' goal. Uh, Polak shot from the point, and it was going right into Dubnik's catching glove until Cogliano got just a little bit of a touch on it with his stick. And you could see Dubnik looking and going, 
we're, we're going to the net. Fun fact. These stars are 6-0 in games this year where Roman Pollock has a point. Wow. Get that, and, well, and it's not for lack of trying. He gets up in the, the rush oh, yeah. a lot for a guy that's supposed to be a stay-at-home yeah. defenseman. Mm-hmm. But, uh, look, first goal for Cogliano in a Dallas Stars uniform and his fourth on the season. He kind of downplayed it in the sense that about him personally, but I think it's important for him to be getting goals. Yeah, it is. It's um, And he's not a guy who's – he's Cogliano was – if he can score goals, that's that's supposed to help, and the Stars need more goal scorers. But Cogliano was brought in for a couple other reasons as well, and I think he's been fulfilling those. Everything the, he's been The key has been just, okay, getting that other piece that we saw tonight of putting that puck into the net every couple games or so. Yep, and he – He's always been more of a 10 to 15 goal scorer yeah. than a 3 to 5 goal scorer. That was number four on the year. Uh, and he went through a real big drought in Anaheim, scored, what was this, his last game for the Ducks before the yep. trade? Yep. So now he finally gets one for the Stars. Hopefully that adds to a few more. But that line is still a little bit of a work in progress because of the Dickinson injury. Yeah. And we're being told that to expect him back against Arizona on Monday. We'll see if that happens. most telling thing that says they're confident that Dickinson will be back on Monday. Oh, they didn't put him on IR. Yeah, that's, yep. that's the most telling thing. That they, that's the reason. They, that's it's, it's one thing to say it, but otherwise they would have put him on IR, and they could have, and they probably would have brought up another forward. For Especially the, for the back-to-back, for the back-to-back, right? back-to-back yes. Um, the unfortunate part for Cogliano is that he took a high-sticking double minor as he caught Zach Parisian in the face, yeah. right in the mouth, behind the net, four-minute penalty. And that was really, really good kill. Yeah, and really good kill for about three minutes. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, it was the only offense really that Minnesota created in the second period. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were not doing much, and they didn't do much for the first three minutes of the power play. The Stars really limited them. Yeah, and even had a Yanmark shorthanded chance as he just showed his wheels down the wing. Yeah, there was the one. Minnesota had one chance before that. There was only one other chance on that power play before the That's goal right. by Hunt that uh, made it one-one. Good goal by Hunt, yeah. but I really want to applaud Eric Stahl. He's so good around the net. Behind it and passing out in front, in front of the net, he's a handful. Yeah. And he's a great player. And it's funny, Sean, because I mentioned his name thinking that maybe he'd be a trade target as a rental because he's an expiring contract and a pending UFA, and Minnesota was outside looking in and not playing very well. And then suddenly they've won eight and four in their last twelve. Now eight and five, and they're three in a row coming into today. And they're a playoff team, yeah, for now. Yep. Uh, but if they, I expect them to be better than they were tonight in their next. They, they play Chicago yeah, tomorrow they play at home. Chicago tomorrow. Chicago uh, was in Buffalo and uh, crushed. Crushed the Sabers. Yep. So that was the, that was good, and uh, yeah. So anyway, one one game. Stars were dominating his shots, attempts, quality chances, but it was tied going into the third period. And this is a stat that has not been the Stars' friend. They've been getting better, but tied going into the third period, they have not been very good this year at winning when the game's on the line. Correct, they've not been. And um, the other thing that the Stars have not been good at, too, is Dubnik was very good tonight. The other thing, and this isn't just this year, it's it's a problem this year, we're talking about this team, but we've also seen in the past where We've seen games, many games in Stars' recent history where they're outplaying the other team, they're getting lots of chances, and they're just not going in, and that frustration leads to a loss. Yes. Just, and, and that's just not powering through. Yes. And what the Stars did tonight was they were able to power through in the third period. 
In the third period, not much happened. A couple of chances for the Wild, including a nice little one-timer from Greg Patteron, our buddy. Got to see him uh, right before the morning skate. I didn't stay around, or before the Minnesota skate. I, I didn't linger for the last part of it, because I missed Greg the first time they were in. And so it was good to catch up with him briefly, and he's doing well. And uh, I, I like his play. He's very consistent. Uh, Polak's come in and, and really surprised us with his play. But I, I still have really fond thoughts of, of Greg Pattern and his what he did last year. Well, it's, it's good. To, I mean, with the contract he got, it's not something I would have wanted. No, up, but I'm, gl- I'm glad with what, but, what he was able to do. And he's playing, especially with the Dumba injury, he's playing yeah, and it's pretty good, significant and, minutes. And it's good to see a guy go and create an opportunity after basically been, being discarded from Montreal. The, um, the, what he did from coming from Montreal to Dallas, and he resurrected his career. And Bruce said this earlier. He has Ken Hitchcock to thank. For, and Rick Wilson because they really they, they didn't give him much of an opportunity at the beginning of the season. He was the, what the ninth defenseman for his head yeah. camp, and then he fought his way into the lineup after being scratched a bunch, and um, and then he really didn't give it up. He and Hamus had a really good shutdown pairing, and he helped run Jamie Alexiak out of town last year. Yeah, because of how well he's yeah. playing, and Alexiak and Honka didn't have as much ice time because of it. Yeah. Anyway, so it was. Really, uh, a whole hung third period offensively. Both teams were very tight defensively. They didn't want to give anything up. And then at the 12 minute mark, Tyler Sagan scores from the right side, way outside of the circle. Well, Tyler Sagan has an elite slap shot. He has one of the better shots in the NHL, period. One of the better shooters in, in the world. However, that's not a goal you should allow, especially how well Devin Dubnik played. That was sort of uh, against the, the form of his game in the night. Yeah, it was. I mean, as much as Dubnik, that, that's obviously a goal. Every goalie wants every goal back. But that's a goal that with Dubnik, because of Dubnik, the Wild were still in this game. And, I mean, it's a one-goal game, so you're still technically in it. But that, that's a goal that, stuck, that, that really hurt for Minnesota. Well, put it this way, Sean, because you're a big goaltender aficionado. If he does that with once after the way he played, you go, well, that's too bad, but he's been great for us tonight. If you start seeing that on a consistent basis, Correct. then you start to get some of the conversation we had about some of the old, the previous Stars' goaltenders. Or what we saw with Ben Bishop a little bit last year, where Ben Bishop would let up the bad goal in the third period. The Especially some yeah. of the short side yeah. stuff where he wasn't holding his post as well. And I, You have to give him a lot of credit. He's one of the top goalies in the league with numbers right now. What is he second in goals against and save percentage mm-hmm. coming into tonight's game? Um, and yeah. he's been pretty good at not giving up that goal. Yeah, and uh, Bishop's a guy who's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see where, how it plays out. It's, it's one that I don't really... I don't have a vote in this one because the Vezina is voted on by the league's GMs, but it's going to be interesting to see if they keep where, going this yeah, pace. It's going to be interesting to see where he ends up in that in that by voting at the end of the year. Well, the guy that went to the All Star game for the Central, Devin Dubnik, mm-hmm. was very good tonight and yes. proved that he deserved it. But Ben Bishop deserved it yes. maybe even more, maybe more than Rene. But we'll see that tomorrow night. Although we probably won't see Ben Bishop. And um, I didn't see. Did you notice if it was Rene or Saros that played in Florida? I, I didn't look. Did not well, I'll, see. I'll study that up tomorrow. Anyway, yeah. so Sagan gets the goal, and then down the stretch, two things, Sean. One, Stars really didn't give up a scoring chance against after no. the, the Sagan goal, mm-hmm. other than that Felino play where he weaved through, but Bishop forced him away. After that, that was it. Yeah. Last five minutes. That, I mean, the last ten minutes of the game, Felino was the only 
quality chance, and it was because he was one-on-one down low, and I don't even know if he mustered a really great shot, but it was the positioning. Yeah. And then the Stars had two good, good looks. Como, low to the right, rips one, save Dubnik, and then Sagan scores an empty netter. Uh, Spurgeon did his darndest to try to make a kick save, but just missed. Yeah. And the, it, there you go, game over. 22 shots against. That is really st- uh, stingy defense. Yeah, it is. The Stars defensively. They were a really good defensive team, and they've been really good. They are a good defensive That's, team. That is their identity. Can you add some offense to it? Yeah. yeah you have to. And, and Monty said this afterwards. Yeah. He said that if you score a couple more of those chances, and they had them, yeah. and maybe you're up three, then this doesn't seem quite so tight. Yeah, and here's the other thing about this. So the Sagan goal, we talked about, okay, you need you need the Sagan goal. Well, it was a goal that Dubnik should have stopped. You need goal, goals like that are going to happen in the season, and the Stars really haven't gotten many goals like that this season. Just as far as now, you create your own luck, yes, but the Stars have also been pretty unlucky as far as they haven't had that sample size of okay, how'd that go in? Now there, maybe maybe it's regressing a little bit where you're getting a little pro- progressing to getting get a little bit of those. One quick thing, yes, before we get to the lightning round. Mm-hmm. Look at the six defensemen that played tonight for the Stars. Yes. Did any of them have a poor game? No. That's, I thought they were all good. Yeah. Now, some maybe you put even higher than others if you want to rank them. They were all good. They all yeah. made good plays. I thought the Alexiak Fadun pairing was fine, was very, no, fine's not the right word. I thought they were very solid. Mm-hmm. Polak had some great stuff. Hayskin had a couple great scoring chances and was up and down the ice. I thought high school was tremendous. And I thought the Lindell Klinkberg, yeah. I mean, they were all good. I just, this was one of the, uh, they had a shutout against Buffalo, but I thought the D really, as a collective six, mm-hmm. were great tonight. And boy, Taylor Fadoon, man, he's keeping Connor Carrick and Julius Sanka on ice right now. On ice, and maybe one of them is getting put on a moving truck at some point. It's very possible. All right, lightning round time. Evan wrote in, uh, no, he's oh he's asking a question about quality scoring chances. That was another one. So Danny wrote in, could Jim Nill drink the average Stars fan under the table? Hang up and listen. Could he, the average Stars? Um... <laughs> this is, of course, the most important yeah, question tonight. But this is, is the post-game show's after party, so yeah. why not? Could Jim Nill drink the average Stars fan under the table? And the question is, now or in his hockey playing prime? He was an NHLer, after all. In his prime, uh, for sure. Oh, um, I think so. He is also Canadian. Yes. Um, I think uh, I think it's kind of a wash right now, because it's, it's one of those where I don't think... I don't... I don't I don't think Jim has drinks as often as as he would, and I think to be able to drink someone to the table, you need to have that consistency of uh, of uh, you need to get reps in. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. practice makes perfect. Yeah. All right, moving on. Galapagos slash Doctor Dash. How do you solve a problem like Nachushkin? How do you get him to take shot to score a goal? How do you find a word that means Nachushkin? How do you? Hold a moonbeam in your hand. Okay, Sean, you started a, a real problem here. I've started a problem? Yes. This is a lyrical takeoff from the movie The Sound of Music. You have been tweeting out ridiculous attempts at covering 
notable songs with stars related lyrics. So you have indeed started a problem. You say attempts, I say success. I think Matt Matthew <laughs> of Franks or Sir Matt of Franks has my back on this one. But nonetheless, um, the question, the the overlying question is, we talked about Val. Yeah. How do you solve this? Because I don't think it's as simple as he goes to the net and one hits him in the leg or the pants and goes in and he feels better. Because that's I, not the type of goal he needs. Well, no, but no, I no, think no, a goal he, helps. He, he needs any type of goal. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah one he goal needs, is something. He needs any type of goal. But wouldn't the goal, it be nice if he had a shot that went in? Yes, that's what he needs. Like, like he's the... You can't do it. You, you, you can't do it with... The, say the Stars are up 3-1 to one with two minutes left and yep. they pull the goalie. That's a situation where you almost like Pal, go get that goal. Yeah, like yeah. Well, if he won't shoot in the slot when it, with a grade A position, I mean, he was he might pass on the empty well, net. He, he doesn't shoot anymore. Like he, he doesn't shoot. He has no. It's um. And the other thing that's been kind of the other thing that's kind of harder for us to crack with Val just from us is and Val's Val's English is not bad now. Val, Val can communicate, but Val is still quiet with us. Like Val is not. Um, also, Sean, you, you don't shy away from conversing about tough topics in the, in the locker room with players. Yeah. But it's hard to approach a guy like Val and have a normal conversation when he's mired in a slump like this because it's almost like you don't know what to say. Give you a similar scenario. Jim Montgomery says, I, I say hi to Stephen Johns when I see him. I don't even ask him how he's feeling because he's always getting that question. Yeah. I just don't want to even bring it up. It's the same with Val. You say hi to him, but you almost don't want to ask him about his game because you don't want to bring it up. And, and you're not. It's and been 51 games. You have to know the answer too. Yes. So it's it's. Um, how do you fix the problem? You need him to. You, you need one to go in, and you need to hope that that's the magic elixir that says, okay, this I I I am competent at this. I mean, I can score at this level. No, maybe he needs forgot. maybe he needs to take a penalty. He hasn't taken a penalty yet this year. Yeah, maybe, maybe get the other zero off the board. All right, start with one. Yeah, uh, go, ste- go fight a guy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you of all people to say I, that. I, 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 that's that's the uh, that's the joke of it. That's the joke. Stefan writes in. How come Taylor Fadoon never really got a chance in the NHL prior to this year? Question mark. Nothing in his game doesn't the double negatives here doesn't look like an NHL player. His advanced stats are great too. Just a very solid third-pairing guy. He probably his play probably makes one of Carrick Honka gone by the deadline, or it should. It's a lot there. Right, well, what do you have to say we, about we, Taylor we, we, we can unpack it. So, um, the third-pairing, the third-pairing player in the NHL on defense pairing is fascinating because it's so much of it is having the right person in your corner at the right time. Just it's that's what it is. You look at a guy. Why is Taylor Fadoon up? And you look at you take a look at the guys who are playing down in Texas right now. If Ken Hitchcock is still here, Dylan Hetherington is in the NHL. Yes. If um, a guy like he loved him. Yes. And you have another guy like Joel Hanley, who not that he was Monty and Jim Neal weren't in Joel Hanley's corner, but they weren't in Joel Hanley's corner as much as they are for Taylor Fadoon. Well, like, and they were at a point where. They actually put Hanley and Fadoon back in the lineup together because it was their best chance to win, and they won. Yeah. So it's it, it's so much of that third pair, finding that third pairing job in the NHL. And you and I have talked to a lot of guys about this. I, um, 
it, it's it's having that opportunity of having someone in your corner, whether it's a coach or a GM. It's just you need that to kind of get that opportunity, um, because really there's there's a lot of guys who are quote unquote. And I don't want to use the word, but being quote unquote replacement level guys who can play that role. There's there's a lot of guys in the AHL who could play that role and play eight ten minutes a night in the NHL and be fine. But you just need that opportunity and you need to seize it. And that's really what happened with Fadoon, where just that opportunity wasn't there this year, and that's why. And because of the AHL vet rules, he wasn't playing much in Rochester. And so once you get that opportunity, that's why you really got to seize it. Yep, and he's done that because he's been steady, it, and he hasn't and, been. And the other, and the other thing about it too, it's it's the it shows you how much of getting that resume. Once you get that resume, how valuable that is. People talk about, oh, why this guy? What Greg Pattern did last or, year? Oh yeah, and, and why? Or people talk about even a forward is like, well, this guy's struggling. Why doesn't he come out? You get that resume. That resume holds so right. much Right. If weight. you have done it before, people yeah. think you can do it again and replicate yeah. it. If you've never done it, you may never do it. Yeah. Uh, Joe writes in, do you guys think Dallas will do two trades or just one? I have an interesting thought to this, Sean, so I'll, or at least I think it's interesting. So I'll start with that, and then we'll go from there. If you bring in two or even one, you're going to have to make some roster decisions. The way that Hintz and Gurionov have been playing, I don't think they've solidified a spot in the lineup, but they've certainly started to. I think I think with Hintz and Gurionov. That's not my yeah, thought. Yes, but I think just to I, – because yeah. I think we're on the same page here. With their spot right now, I think uh, I, I think you look at it where Hintz and Gurionov right now have bought themselves at least ten more games. Like I think I look at Maybe. it that way. Like I but look it at depends it, on what yes, you yes, acquire. Yes, yes, and here's what but, I'm thinking: I think the Stars either get one really big piece, and this is more about the cost of acquisition mm-hmm. and the salary than it and is what, and what they're willing to part with. Right. Yeah. So. If you go after a guy like Wayne Simmons, who I would be a four, or if you go really big for Mark Stone, or if for some reason Artemi Panarin says yes, which I don't think that's going to happen, just because of locale. Nothing against Dallas, but he's been very specific about what he's looking for, Panarin. But if you go after and you get a guy like Stone, or or I think Simmons if is going to be sufficiently, there's so many teams that could use him, I think they're going to command a pretty high price. I think that's your sort of your your one big move. But what if you cobbled together a you mentioned Ryan Dezingle before. He's pretty inexpensive, so there are gonna be a lot of teams that want him for yes. a twenty goal scorer. But I think you could put together because of his salary demands, a guy like Dezingle and also a Gustav Nyquist, uh Jacob Silverberg, something like that. Yeah. You might be able to put two pieces together, and then you really have something. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about the injury to Ty- Tyler Pitlick. I don't yeah. know more other than they said at least two more weeks. But that yeah. could be something that could linger. We don't know. But you know what, Sean? That's the kind of thing that just, you know, yeah. It is, it's one of those injuries. It could, where, it, you could get yeah. another guy in for that. And it's one of those, that Tyler Pitlick injury is one of those that's so hard to read because I don't like to speculate on what an injury is, but yes. like I've seen him, and he's not. And we know it's upper body, right? Yes. And we've seen the hit from Dustin, uh, yes. from Dustin Brown, and I know it's upper body, and I've seen him. He's not wearing a cast. He's not his his upper his his shoulders look fine. Arms aren't like, in a sling. Like, like there's nothing. There's no and and, th- and those are the type of injuries where you like okay it's something 
all injuries, not all injuries, but most injuries are internal somewhere. But there's nothing like, it's not like it's a bone, it's not like it's a sprain where it's like... You're, you're suggesting it could take a little while for it to come down. Yes. Whatever that is. Yes. Whatever it is. I don't know what we don't, it is. I, yeah. I mean, look, we can speculate. I don't think it's a great idea. Yeah, I'm not, but, but my point is, it's the type of thing where patience may become a, a virtue on this one. All right, I've got a question for you specifically because okay. you did more reporting on this. Billy writes in, does it have to be about the game? Of course not. No. So anybody listening, you can write. I mean, look, this is the post-game show's after party. We are open to all sorts of goofiness, including can Jim Nil drink the average Dallas Stars fan under the table, albeit I'm not sure why that first came up. Mm-hmm. But Billy's question is, really curious which team the rejected Yanmark trade Sean mentioned was with. And I don't like the grammatical setup of that question, but we're going to move on. Uh, well, which team the... So oh. there was a you reported yes. or mentioned something about Yanmark. There was a trade where Yanmark was involved going away that was rejected by the Stars. He wants to it know it was not rejected by the Stars, or was it rejected by the other team? So I can, here's what, what I can, can you what can here's, you say? here's what I can say. I can say there was a trade. The Stars made a trade offer that included Yanmark um, for another player that was rejected by the other team. Ah, okay. So he was a, a piece of a bigger move. Yeah. Uh, yes. I guess that's what I can. That's what I can say with full certainty. Um, there is, if if I had, if there's more comes to light that I feel confident enough reporting on, I would obviously report on that. Cryptic. Um, but okay. Ardell wrote in. I think fourth line is due to score a timely goal versus Nashville without disrespecting a possible Hall of Famer. Is this team better without Jason Spezza at full strength? being that he is effective on the second power play. I'm getting caught up right now in Jason Spezza Hall of Famer. You think he's a Hall of Famer? I don't think he's a Hall okay. of Famer. But <laughs> Nearly appointed game guy in his NHL career for a 1,000 games. Is that enough? Jason Spezza was very good in his career, and a guy who... I don't know. That, that, that's an interesting. That, that's that's brought up. That's a, all right. Let's move beyond that because okay. that could be. They can. Okay, gotta, but look, what was, what, what, what was the direct question that I need to answer? Is it better? Is the team better without him at full strength? The team better without him. What if he's saying? What if you you convince him to waive his no trade or he's not in the lineup or something? Are they better without him when they have everybody? Meaning. Without all the injuries, right? He obviously moved back to center with Dickinson. Yes, being hurt, so. they, they are. They are. In my view right now, they are at a spot where the best possible lineup, if you were to if you were to ignore contracts and do all of those things, right now in many ways your best possible lineup you can make the case that it does not include Jason Spezza. Now, I'm also thinking in a world where they're getting another player, but it's another I mean, player of of significance offensively. Yes, right. um, but. Right now, and Jason Spezza doesn't play, can't play a fourth line role. He's the problem is you can only play him on the second line, this on paper second line. Mm-hmm. All right, Groobs, Groobs is back. Groobs, Groobs is always good for a fun question. It's gonna make you hungry because it's late at night. Okay. The start of and and it was about food. The start of a new month provides a sort of a, a sort of a rebirth for all of us. He writes a chance to look back on our triumphs and yes, our lesser moments but also to contemplate what lies ahead. <laughs> All fluff, because his question is, what is your favorite pizza topping? I I, I have a favorite combo. My answer is going to, I have, lead, to lead to... 
some debate from people. What? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Please don't no, say that. No, it's not that. It's not. It's just not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. I like pineapple on pizza. I don't mind pineapple on pizza. It's not my favorite topping, but if you offered me a Hawaiian pizza, I would eat it. I like just pineapple. That's just weird. Like I, I like a Hawaiian pizza. I like just pineapple, but yeah. not just like, pineapple like, on pizza. Like I like a Hawaiian pizza. If there's a Hawaiian pizza available, I'll eat a Hawaiian I do. pizza. But like when we order a pizza to the house, we order a pizza with just pineapple on it. The whole thing. Yes. Not just half. Like your wife doesn't go. You know what? That's weird. I'm going to do something else. Yeah, no, it's... And you guys are made for each other. <laughs> Good for you. My favorite is a combo. I am a big fan I'll actually of... order double pineapple. Because you get more pineapple. Yeah. Man. I like sausage and green pepper. I like Italian sausage. When I make it from scratch, I like the hot Italian sausage because the sweet doesn't... When you bake it, it doesn't... It's a good combo. The flavor doesn't quite come through. So sausage and green pepper is my big go-to, but I cheese, pepperoni... Barbecue chicken pizza, I'm a fan of that. I like mushroom too. I like mushrooms. Yeah. I like. I don't mind black olives on pizza. I I, I like the supreme, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Which is the pepperoni. The je, supreme has multiple meanings, but usually pepperoni and sausage, along with uh, green peppers, uh, black olives, and onions. Usually, I think. I think so. Or yeah. mushrooms. I I could do all of those. I like. Yeah. A, I like when I was a kid, it was pepperoni with extra cheese. That was it. Mm-hmm. I've since gone to the deluxe. I like a few more things. I but uh, asparagus, alfalfa sprouts, pineapple. Eh, take it or leave it. All I, right. I wouldn't put it on the level of alfalfa sprouts. But. <laughs> I'll take that sprouts. By the way, I'm still upset because bean sprouts used to be an option at Jimmy John's, mm. and they were having too much trouble keeping the, I think it was salmonella or E. coli. Maybe it was E. coli oh. out of it. And so you don't like E. coli on your sandwich? I don't. But it was not so much that Jimmy John's was having a problem. It was suppliers that were the farmers that it was a tr- they they couldn't get enough fresh that was not ah. getting recalled and stuff like that. Because my favorite was the Beach Club. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug for a company that I do not have a sponsorship agreement with. But turkey, cheese, avocado spread, okay. mayo, and it was bean sprouts. Great sandwich. And I think maybe cucumbers in there. Maybe. I like a cucumber on a sandwich. I like a cucumber. Big, big fan of the cucumber on sandwich. Now they have, it's the same sandwich. I still get it. No no, uh, no bean sprouts. And I really liked that ad in there. It was a good, crunchy, fresh. Anyway, I digress. Scott writes in, Hinton Gurionov had another great showing tonight, and Richie seems to be doing well with them. But is there another player you could do better with them so the line can capitalize on the chances they're creating? Um. The one thing that I would try, and this is not a indictment on Richie, this is more of just this team needs to score, and you have to figure out another move to make it work. But I'd be fascinated to see um, calling up Joel Esperance and putting him between the two of them. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Play him as your fourth-line center. Play him as your fourth-line center. So you have Hints on the right, Gurionov on the left, or mm-hmm. vice versa. Or vice versa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis actually likes playing on his off wing, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. On his on the he's, right. He's Russian. And Gurionov or Hints is is a lefty, so he can play on his strong side. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. I'd That's like to it. see what. It, yeah. Here's the problem, Sean. Thirty or twenty nine games to go in the regular season. Oh, it's it's. it's is it difficult now? To is it twenty nine or is it thirty one? Thirty one games. Thirty one to go. Thirty one left. 
is it difficult to tinker or experiment at that point? Yes and no. Also, I mean, the thing, the idea I'm throwing out there is not that much of a I mean, tinker because again, tinkering on your fourth line is different than tinkering your yes, top exactly. Six. And and so and that's and that's and that's just that's an idea I because Richie has two goals this year. Joel Esperance has not played. In the I actually field. thought Richie played well. Oh, he did. No, no, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. tonight. No, he did. He did. He did. But we're talking about okay. Let's. How can we create another line that occasionally puts a puck in the net? Well, Joel Esperance has 24 goals now. Tied for the AHL lead, right? Down in Texas. Or did Chris Terry pass him in the same game? Chris Terry passed him in the same game. Right. I mean, the yeah, two top it was, goal yeah. scorers in the AHL played last night in Cedar Park. But Joel Esperance is a guy who goes hard to the net. He finishes around the net. And finishes is an operative word. Yes, he finishes around the net, and he's a guy who he's played with both Garyanov and Hintz in Cedar Park this year. And I'd be interested to see put him down the middle. Lesperance is a guy, and I know people have talked about calling him up. And the biggest issue with Lesperance—not issue, but one of the big things with Lesperance is if you're going to call him up, you need to play him in the middle. He's a guy who he he is getting slightly more comfortable on the wing, but he really needs to stay in the middle and. To call him up and put him on the wing, to put him in a spot he's not comfortable in, in the toughest league of the world in the world doesn't seem smart to me. Yeah. Like, no, I, you yeah. want to put him in. I mean, it's the same thing we've heard in the last few seasons where a coach will say from the stars, we've heard it from all the different yeah. coaches, we want to put him in the best position to be successful so his natural position is where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. They talked about that with Dickinson originally. Yeah. Then they put him on the wing because they had enough centers or Dickinson was getting yeah. just abused in faceoffs and mm-hmm. not doing well. Yeah. Well, he's gotten better and now he's in the yeah. middle and then he got hurt. That's the other thing is I think you need to add, we were talking about adding pieces. Well, it, if it, you add two, then it covers for the injury. Well, and the other way to just, the other thought process that I have on this is this weekend, you in theory, if you didn't think Dickinson was going to play on Monday, if you said, okay, he's not going to play, you in theory could have tried that. You could have put Richie where Nishushkin was, yep. and you could have brought Les Bronson and played him with those two. You still could. Yeah. You still could do it tomorrow. Like it's. Finally, let's end on something other than hockey just okay. for the fun of it. I want to throw out not a, a question, but I'll ask your, yours as I tell you mine. Ice cream flavors. I'm a huge dessert guy. I can eat just about any dessert mm-hmm. and probably eat too much of it, which is one of my biggest downfalls. But I love ice cream. Mm-hmm. I haven't found a perfect flavor of ice cream but down here, but that has it other than maybe the seasonal bluebell coconut fudge. Ooh. But they don't make it very often and I didn't and usually it's a summertime thing and I haven't seen it in a while. I saw it uh two summers ago, this past summer I couldn't find it anywhere. Coconut ice cream with a fudge swirl and some coconut pieces. It's good. Mm-hmm. But the the to me, one of the best I'm, – I'm a big soft-serve guy. They okay. don't do that much around here other than, like, Dairy Queen. They're just – You're like a custard place. You yeah, you get it, custard yeah, places. Yeah. It's different. It's fine, but it's yeah. – you go up, up north, and yeah. in the summer there are soft-serve places, and yes. then there are really good ones. Yeah. But there's a, a – Maine has a, an ice cream company called Giffords. Okay. And they have a – I found this two summers ago when we were up visiting my folks. They have an ice cream called Toasted Coconut. Toasted Coconut. It is coconut ice cream with toasted coconut flakes dipped in chocolate. Ooh. So it's these little – It's it almost looks like a like a mint chocolate chip. Okay. Because it's yeah. coconut ice cream with these little chocolate-looking flecks, but they're actually chocolate-covered coconut flakes. Ooh. It's fabulous. So anyway, I like ice cream – I like most ice creams. The only thing I'm not a huge fan of, but I will eat it, is uh, the nuts in ice cream. Like, I don't mind a little coffee, almond fudge kind of thing. Okay, yeah. But too much frozen chewing on on mixed nuts, 
I'm not a big fan. Like the Rocky Roads and stuff. Like, I'll eat it. It's not going to turn me away, but I like the smoother consistencies or the, you know, maybe a little fruit in it or something. The peach or strawberry. Yeah. Or... I like so the, the... There's my ice cream. Yeah. Tape. What about you? This kind of goes one of two ways. Depends on feeling at the time. <laughs> I love it's, how so in-depth we have on this. It's so if, I'm, if I'm going a simple ice cream, one at home that I'm getting out of the freezer, it's probably mint chocolate chip. Which do you have a particular variety? Because there's they there's everyone so many, does there's it. so many. Um, I really like the who was the one? There was someone who made one that they put the Thin Mints in there. Oh yeah. Um. um well, Briars has one with Thin Mint. I think that's but, the one. Yeah. But it's not actually ice cream, because on the box. So on, I'm a Briars guy, yeah. and I like their mint chocolate chip a lot. Mm-hmm. But one of the things you'll see is on the side of the carton, if it's the regular ice cream, you'll see it says ice cream. On the description, you know, down by where they do the net. Yeah, 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 like yeah. On the Thin Mint, the Oreo, and a few of the other sort of mixes, instead of ice cream, it says frozen dairy dessert. Interesting. That bothers me. What the heck is frozen dairy dessert? I don't dessert? like that you pointed this out to me. I know. Because I don't like that you pointed this out. Now I'm, I'm going to look at it myself. I, it ruined me for that because Briars is always about natural stuff and mm-hmm. simple ingredients, and I like that. Not a lot of weird uh, chemical compounds and mm-hmm. strange food chemistry numbers and stuff like that. Ice cream. That's what I want. What is frozen dairy dessert? <laughs> I have effectively ruined your Thin Mint ice cream now. I haven't ruined it. But anyway, I like the Briars uh, Mint chocolate yes. chip. I've eaten the Turkey Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, Tillamook Farms. Tillamook it's Farms an is pretty Oregon good, yeah. company. They make very good ice cream, and their mint chocolate chip's not bad. Although... Um, they make a couple of really other good flavors yeah. that I like. So I like if so that's the typical if I'm at home, it'll be the mint chocolate chip yep. out of the freezer. Okay. Right. I also like the uh, like if we're gonna go, we're gonna get somewhere, get the soft serve, or get like the like the Dairy Queen Blizzard or something like that. If I go Dairy Queen, I usually get a Blizzard. I don't just get the yeah. Cone, no, and that's right? and so it's it's I Not that I, there's anything I wrong like I it. like the vanilla soft serve or Blizzard or whatever with the Reese's with the Reese's. Oh, you Reese's? Yeah. I think my go-to is probably the Oreo. Yeah. Vanilla with Oreo. Mm-hmm. But can't go wrong with the old strawberry cheese cake. No, either. you can't. You, you can't. Wanna, you want to pack calories into one cup. Yeah. Yeah. But I I'm, I think it's kind of about, it's either the Reese's or the Reese's pieces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I'm going to I, the other one, I I always liked um, when I was a kid. McDonald's McFlurries were out. Yeah, I, yeah. I always went with the the Oreo because I liked the consistency. The Oreo was the best of the McFlurries. The problem of the McFlurry was is you put the M and M's in and they don't you, they use the plastic spoon to stir it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't dice it up. No. So no. then you get frozen M and M's and you spend your whole time trying not to break a tooth as you crunch them. Yeah. If you get the Reese pieces or the M and M's and they get chopped up. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. If they're 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 intact as they are whole, it depends on the place. That's the key. I'm telling yeah, you, it depends. It is because sometimes it's safer just to go with the Reese's cups. Okay, like, softer, like, and... like, softer because it's easier to be. I like up. peanut yeah. butter and desserts, but it's not on my top of my list. Mm-hmm. I would rather go with the the vanilla chocolate mix, uh, like the like you know, the Oreo mix or something like that, or the strawberry. Another another underrated one that is not like. It's not in the top two because I went over the top two, but another one that I like is I'm a fan of the coffee ice cream too. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I'll eat almost any kind of coffee ice cream. Yeah. Coffee, uh, mocha almond fudge. I, I think that I've tried a few different ones of those. The Java. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Um, there was one when we were living up in upstate New York. Uh, Wegmans is a great grocery store chain up there, and they had one. We're really just trying to like. 
I know. Get, I, get some, we'll get some sponsor. Someone, if any of these wonderful products, anybody, like sponsor any the podcast. wonderful <laughs> ice cream podcast, uh, we will be probably willing to take ice. By the way, can't go wrong with a good Ben and Jerry's or Hagen Dazs. Nope. Um, yeah. So I guess my biggest concern or complaint down here and my local supermarket that I sh- uh, frequent, the lack of coconut in ice cream down here. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's the only flavor I like. I hate them all. But you really, there aren't many options. Mm-hmm. There is, haagen makes a pineapple coconut ice cream. Pineapple it's coconut. It's really good. It's like a vanilla ice cream, I think. Mm-hmm. Or is it a coconut with the pineapple? I think it's coconut ice cream with pineapple in it. But it's only in pint form. Okay. I'd, I'd like a quart and a half or a gallon. Gallon one, yeah. But anyway, there you have it. If you're listening to the CarCast, which is episode 58, and you want to tweet at us your ice cream thoughts... We can talk ice cream or hockey. Hockey's on ice and a little salty, too, just like the ice cream. Boy, that's bad. That just un- like Sean's uh, musical lyrics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a low blow. Shots fired. That's a low blow. I boo you on Twitter every time you make a bad pun. So yeah. you know what I don't hide. Oh, that's a low blow. Hey, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> oh. Any final thoughts before we uh, wrap this one um. up? Besides the fact that I have an early morning to get up uh, to six big, hours from now. Big game tomorrow against Nashville. I'm interested to see how they kind of – we talk a lot about what will this team do on the road. I think the two road games with Nashville this week are really big just to see where this team is. Can they be – this team can really prove this week that, okay, hey, we are someone who can grab that third spot and not someone who will just waffle back and forth. More interested – I'm excited about tomorrow's game, which will in ten minutes be tonight's game. But I think you maybe because it's back to back for both teams. Maybe I mean, hey, they both had to play tonight. Mm-hmm. But maybe the the one next week after yeah. the Arizona the, third, the Thursday days, game, yeah, that one's going to be they'll have a couple days to prepare for it. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting too. Yep. All right, that does it for us tonight. Next carcast should be, barring any sort of weird plans or logistical issues, Monday night after the Arizona Coyotes, who are surprise, surprise, right in the hunt for a playoff spot in the West. That's it for Sean. I'm Owen. Send us your ice cream thoughts.